Two friends in a movie. 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 With Madison Sixteen. With Sister and Matt. With Madison Sixteen. With Sister and Matt. Welcome, everyone. What? What? Huh? What's what I'm doing? Am I I'm the, being decent? Am I on the wrong podcast? <laughs> You're right. Hello, everybody. And welcome. <laughs> welcome to Two Friends and a Movie. It's, it's a podcast that I created a while back. Wait. And I invite my friend Matt sometimes to come talk to me. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> well, every time so far. <laughs> For, uh, I don't know what, it's 71 episodes, 72, something like that. Something like that. I, 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 every single one of them, you've been in them. Yes, but, I'm the man. And that's why so, my name goes first on the fucking title. That is not why. It's, it's because phonetically it makes more sense. Yeah, that I'm better than you. No, I just said phonetically. Yeah, even the English language thinks so. Sixto and Matt and two friends in the movie. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, no one else, though. Nobody else. <laughs> Anyways, is the movie with Matt and I, whom are two friends, not to each other, but to other people. Yeah. We're friends to We to both people. have two other friends, and that's it. <laughs> and uh, we love movies, so we talk about them. And we promised you about 17 months ago. Yes, it's been a minute. <laughs> um, that we were going to talk about a movie that we saw. We saw this movie, we promise you. It's not that we were dilly-gagging because we didn't see it. However, we're going to get personal here right now. Oh, snap. Mr. Lamatina got sick. I did. I had a little kidney stone. It took about three weeks to get rid of it. Uh, so it made audio difficult. Because yeah. you can't, you get to, you get to, like it's just a rock in your fucking side, <laughs> right? And then try to talk. Like I got, I got trouble talking without a rock in my side. <laughs> so, so it became a little bit impossible to get to get a. Yes, uh, and we had a couple weeks. Recording. We had a couple weeks where our schedules were back and forth. Uh, but we're back. We're back, and we're here to talk about. Uh, the third part of a, of, of a series of movies that have been pretty interesting, uh, Clerks. Clerks, Clerks 3. Clerks 3. Um, um, and I have a feeling, based on what happened during the movie, this is going to be a pretty short podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Clerks, um, for those that are not in the know, anybody that's under, I don't know, 30 yeah, give or take. Give or take. There's a gap somewhere. We talked about this on our last podcast. Yeah, yeah. There's a, like a, some gap somewhere where everybody knows who Kevin Smith is on both sides of that gap. And then they're in the middle, there's a bunch of people that are like, who? Yeah, what? like the millennials. Kevin's... Millennials don't know Kevin Smith. It's so fucking weird. It's so weird. And Anyways, um, Kevin Smith is Kevin Smith's first movie was Clerks. Uh, it's a great... It's a great story, 
on the desire to make movies. Yes. Making this movie. It is a, a Kevin Smith for people of our generation is a big hero because he was the guy that said, how come nobody talks like me in the movies? And he was right. And he brought forth a, a rebirth of the, the rebirth of, of the, uh, independent film, right? Like, uh, it's always been around. I mean, Star Wars was an independent film mm-hmm. for <laughs> somewhat. At least Empire Strikes Back is an independent film, right? I guess so. Because you know, just Lucas made out of it with his own pocket money. But but uh, it, it's just that there were movies happening before Kevin Smith, but his movie really broke some some edges and, and got forth and everybody got to see it. And IFC was good and healthy back then, and uh, and uh, showing all those independent little films um, that were like very rare to catch, you know, Six String Samurai and all that stuff. But Kevin Smith brought something that was more consumable because he was more honest. Independent films happened to be like very awkward at that time, right? Yeah, like, and you got he showed you on TV. Like, if you're a kid from yeah. the 90s, early 2000s, like, those are his characters. They're, Absolutely. They're not rich people or poor people. They're not, you know, movie stars or writers or, you know, these crazy occupations that all these movies seem to have. They're just regular people, people. doing right. regular things. Like, they're not doing some crazy stunt. They don't have superpowers. They're not on this crazy adventure. They're not solving mysteries. It's just regular people doing regular things. It's a window into blue collar America that wasn't that wasn't manufactured. It just sounded and felt very real. Yes. You know, like it wasn't a manufactured thing with some rich guys trying to remember when he was poor and he's writing like, All right, so this guy is sitting in the in the in the whatever in the store, in the convenience store and he says Hey there, don't grab that. You know, like, it's not that. It's just two motherfuckers that hate their jobs, hate their lives, and just talk about shit that, because they're bored. They're bored, and they fuck around. That's yeah. exactly what we do at work. Yes. <laughs> we're bored in between customers we do at work, and most of the time we just fuck around. Right, 100%. So there was Clerks, and that gave him birth as a filmmaker. He did a couple of movies in between, then he made Clerks too. This is the one that a lot of people think is in his top two movies, right? It's between Chasing Amy and this one. Mm-hmm. I personally don't like Clerks 2 that much. I don't like I, it very much either. It is what it is. And, you yeah. know, it's good for what it is. Right. It has a couple of funny lines, but yeah. eh. And I don't connect with the story either. Like, it, it just seems like it's out of my realm. Like, it's about a guy, at least when he came out, it was out of my realm. It's about a guy, one of the main guys, uh, Dante, is going to get married. And um, uh, it's he finds the girl of his dreams, works with him. And then they, you know, like, it's, it's like a, it's a, a weirder movie. And he feels a little bit more manufactured, by the way, yeah, than was, the original Clerks. It was kind of like, what if we did Clerks, but at a fast food restaurant? Right, and but but it also feels manufactured because I don't think it, when he wrote Clerks that was his life at that moment. When he wrote Clerks too, he was a filmmaker. Yeah. So nothing connects with Clerks too. And nothing connects. And Clerks one was abstract, like it was single camera, it was black and white, it was 
these weird points of views, you know, where yeah. Clerks 2 just felt like the run-of-the-mill, you know, silly comedy. Yeah. Like, it was nothing special about it. No, and I got to say, the, the, the magic of Clerks is the magic of anything when you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. There is fear in you. But there is also lack of fear. It's like a combat between fear and lack of fear. And you're not you're not in any bad habits. There's nothing like right. you've been trained to do or this is what you saw other people do. He's like, I don't know how to make a movie. Let's just fucking do this and see what happens. Yeah, right, exactly. And that's what I mean. Like, there's that fear of failure, but there's also that lack of fear that you're going to fucking do it and, and l- let's see what happens. It's like a baby jumping in the pool. We have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A baby jumping in a pool does pretty well, uh, historically speaking. But eh, eh, I shouldn't have said that. W- with supervision. <laughs> uh, but. But. Clerks 3. To enjoy Clerks 3. Yes. You had to see Clerks 1. Uh, yes. Clerks 2 is helpful, but you yeah. have to see Clerks 1. Uh, I recommend if you're a Kevin Smith fan, that's also like you have to be a Kevin Smith fan to like mm-hmm, Clerks mm-hmm. 3. Um, the plot isn't anything to write home about. The jokes no. are okay. It's yeah. uh, it's a more of a nostalgia feeling, more like a love letter to Clerks. Um, yes. So you have to really be into it. Yeah. Um, I have to say. You say it. How many films does Kevin Smith have? I gotta, I gotta check this out because I feel that there's a point that he hits. Uh, again, th- this is coming from not my mouth, but even Kevin Smith's mouth. Oh snap! There's a point that Kevin Smith hits where he simply is not writing from his heart. Well, I dread while you're looking up how many movies Smith has that. This was movie was supposed to be done in 2019 with a different script. That's correct, yeah. But Kevin Smith and what's his name? Jeff Anderson, who plays Randall, the, the second lead of the mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. were not getting along. They were not talking, and Anderson was not going to do the movie. Right. And then so he decided to do this Jane Silent Bob reboot instead. Yes, yeah. Um. And then, like, a week before Jane Silent Bob reboot was supposed to come out, they were both scheduled to do a signing at some Clerks uh, Comic-Con or one of those type of festivals. And they sat them next to each other. They ended up talking. Uh, Anderson told them, listen, I have all these ideas. If you want me to do it, we have to make these changes. They sat down, made the changes, and that's how Clerks 3 ended up happening. So the way that Kevin Smith tells it, is that um, the problem wasn't with Kevin Smith. It was with the studio. Anderson felt like the studio owed him a lot of money. And until that money was paid, he didn't want to do it. And after that got resolved, he got very disillusioned with with making movies in general uh, in that way. And um, so, you know, uh, uh, what can I tell you? I don't know. What can you tell me? He he, he certainly there. They they did a reading a, a bit back of that Clerks three uh, that Clerks three um 
uh, uh, script, the original script that they had made. And uh, I don't think, I don't think it was, <laughs> I don't think it was, it, 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 it was that it was great. great. Yeah. So this one was a, a better change. Change. Yeah. Listen. So let's 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 jump into. Well, before we go into that, I wanted to say. Oh, you say it. So yeah. So he he had done clerks, more rats chasing Amy, Dogma, Gang, Silent Bob, Strike Back, um, uh, Jersey Girl. Mm-hmm. And I believe Jersey Girl was the last movie that he made that he made from a place of his life. That was a Kevin Smith movie. Like like, like he was looking at his life and writing from experience mm-hmm. and recreating an experience. And that's funny to say because the movie right after Jersey Girl is Clerks 2. So then you get Clerks 2, Sack and Miriam make a porno. Red State, which I continue to say is his best movie ever. It doesn't feel like a Kevin Smith movie. It's something like, it seems like somebody else directed that movie and he just put his name on it because he's sat that far away from him and it really feels like a movie. And by the way, it really feels like an independent movie. It's very fucking far apart from everything he's done. It's not a comedy. It, it has some funny moments, but it's just something very weird. And I love it. I love that movie. If you haven't yeah, he, been able to tell, Sixto is a big Kevin Smith fan. Well, I mean, I yes, I, I appreciate it. In, he was talking to me in the 90s when he started coming out. I was the generation that he was directly talking to. So it hit very, very strong with me. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. I'm just saying. No, no, no. But, but For audience, I'm, for their knowledge. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're very well, big into Kevin Smith. So then what happens after... After Red State, which I think it was where he was like, I'm going to direct. I'm going to really write and direct something. He did that. It didn't hit. And he went into this weird fucking place. He did Tusk. He did Yoga Hosers. He did, he did uh, 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 Jay Silent Bob reboot. These movies all suck. And they're all weird. Yeah. And you can say, you could argue for for his uh, horror Canada movies like like Tusk is really a fucked up movie of of some sort of like it's like a B horror movie and it, it holds that quality of B horror movie that if you're into you will enjoy nothing wrong with that movie nothing at all except that it's not the kind of movie that I like um and then now he does Clerks 3 so here we are Clerks 3 Clerks 3 so let's set the scene this was the first movie Sixto and I saw in a movie. Well, not really a movie theater. It was a theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, first movie we've seen together since 2019 when we saw Jay and Bob reboot. Correct. Um, and I think the only second movie we've ever seen together ever. Right. Um, so it's a different experience itself going to an actual theater, watching mm-hmm. the movie on a big screen, Having mm-hmm. Kevin Smith and Jay and all the people from the movie there, mm-hmm. it makes mm-hmm. it more exciting. Uh, so I think when I saw it, I was more excited and happy about it than I would have been seeing the same exact movie by myself on my couch. Yes. Um. I have to admit that there is a certain level of, of 
commitment that comes out of you when you're in a movie theater with the director there showing you his vision that happens and being surrounded by fans of of yes. said thing that kind of give you like a like a a bit of a, a skewed <laughs> uh, a, a, your view is skewed. See yes. what I did there? Because view view skewed is Kevin Smith production yeah. company. Oh, well. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> the, the view skewed universe. Um, but I agree that my first reaction to Clerks Three was it hasn't changed much, but it was more potent when I saw it. Yeah, was, I, th- I was more excited. I was like, this was great. This was cool. Yeah. And then when I had a few weeks, because we had a little delay in re- recording this, I was like, was it that good? Or did <laughs> I just like being there? Well, so here, here's the story of Clerks 3. Clerks 3 starts, well, Clerks 2 ends with Randolph and Dante saying, we're going to go buy the convenience store and the videotape place where we used to work at, right? Mm-hmm. And then they buy it. So it picks up right from there. And it picks up right from there where Dante's opening the store and, and then, they, they, then they are and then they own their, their business now. Um, and uh, they go through the process of feeling like I haven't done shit with my life. Yeah, they're getting older in life and they're starting to question the decisions they've made. And especially Dante, he's like, what have I done with my life? I'm like, I wasted it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have no family. I have no wife. I have nothing to show my name of. I own this shitty convenience store. And then when I'm dead, it'll either close or someone else will buy it. And there'll be no memory of me ever existing. Right. And in an argument with Randall about how self-centered and shitty he is, he catches a heart attack. Oh, shit. Dante. And he wakes up from the heart attack. Uh, and this is extra, extremely... If you listen to any Kevin Smith podcasts or don't, if you ever watch a Kevin Smith interview ever since he had a heart attack, he will tell you the story of the heart attack. And it's exactly what's in the movie. Mm-hmm. From what the doctor told him to the experience that he had, which happened to be very funny. But, you know, I've heard it 210 times. So by the time he put it in the movie, I was like, I could almost like say the lines with the movie and I had never seen the movie because mm-hmm. I heard Kevin Smith tell the story 400 times. And um, so he has the heart attack and he decides, just like Matt said, I haven't done shit for my life, so I'm going to make a movie about the convenience store so I can leave something behind. <clears throat> um, Essentially making clerks. So they're essentially making the first Clerks movie, exactly. Um, oh, but it wasn't Dante that had the heart attack. I'm sorry, it was Randall. Yes. I completely confused the names. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, eh. All right. Yeah. Welcome, everybody! <laughs> no, it's all good. It was Randall that had the heart attack, and what well, they were arguing with each other, and he fucking passes out, and then he decides, I'm going to make this movie. So they go on and they make this movie, Clerks. Which, and in the process, yeah. Which, I was going to say, which they start to bring back some of the little gags from the first one and mm-hmm. redoing them with the same characters who are just 
much, much older now. Yeah. So, so that's where the nostalgia really kicks in is you remember these things happening from the first movie and you're like, oh, shit, it's that guy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, there's that. So right. you really – that's why we like watch Clerks before you watch Clerks 3. Or don't because you kind of watch Clerks anyways. But <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> you can, I think you should watch it afterwards. Yeah, maybe makes, afterwards is a good point. It makes more sense so you can watch the movie or quote-unquote that they made during this movie. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, they, making the mo- they make the movie – and I'm shortening the story because there's really not a lot of story in there's this. There's not a lot of story. Like, you, you're really seeing them. It's like a making of Clerks. Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's them Joke making Clerks. Movie. Yeah. So, right. Kevin Smith is Dante, obviously. Obviously. And there's the ups and downs of making a movie. It's going really well. People are excited. Then it gets hard. They're thinking about quitting. Why are we putting all this effort in? No one's ever going to watch it. This is a piece of shit. Like, it's that... Any creative person who's ever done anything ever has been on this roller coaster. Yes. And somewhere almost at the end of shooting the movie, Dante, who all all that Dante does is whine and complain. That's all he does. Yeah, he's a bitch. He's a little bitch. Through all of the series of movies. That's his character. Yeah. He just whines and complains. He's a whiny little bitch. And uh, at the... At the end of the movie, at the end of them shooting the movie, um, Randall, which is, which is true in Clerks, in making Clerks, in the original ending of Clerks, Kevin Smith had Dante killed by a guy coming in to rob the store. So in the movie Clerks 3, Randall puts the scene in where he's like, yo, I'm going to have you killed. I'm going to have a guy come in with a gun and shoot you in the face. And Dante's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is my life. Why are you fucking making fun of me? Wow, he starts whining again. Mm-hmm. And then Dante gives him a what for of like, you're a piece of shit. Everything is just about you. I fucking don't know why I'm your friend kind of speech. And then Dante has a heart attack. So second heart attack in the movie. Second heart attack in the movie. And just to bring it back to the original one, when Randall has the heart attack, they're like, this heart attack kills most people. Like, this is a difficult heart attack <clears throat> to come back from. Um, yeah. So the odd, Randall was on the, the wrong side of the odds. Like, he got lucky that he survived. Most people yes. don't. Right. So Dante is on the most people. And, uh, uh, yeah, spoilers, I guess. Put, put a spoilers before I say that, please. Spoiler! Woo, 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 woo! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and uh, Dante just dies. R.I.P. R.I.P. Dante. And Randolph then decides to finish the movie while he's in the hospital and shows him the movie. And it's a very bittersweet kind of imagery of Dante watching the original Clerks in a movie theater. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically watching your life flash before your eyes on a screen. On a screen, exactly. In a movie theater with, with his via ex-girlfriend that died also in Clerks 2. So, also spoilers, if you haven't seen Clerks 2, a, a 30-year-old movie. Oh, 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 oh. But, um, and then he dies, he passes. Bye. So, um, you know, it's it's an awkward movie to go into because it seems like, like it seems to me that 
Kevin Smith is out of practice on writing something good. Oh, shots fired. I think that he, as much as I loved this movie, I only love this movie because the investment that I've had seeing every single one of his movies since 1993. True. And just being attached to these characters is seeing, you know, it's that kind of like whatever happened to those guys. No, now you know what happened to those guys. Yeah. And you get those glimpses. I mean, look, if you want my, my honest opinion, the best clerks. No. The best we want clerks, your lies. Tell me your lies. The best clerks ever made is Clerks the Cartoon. That shit is fantastic. It's because Kevin Smith had very little to do with it. <laughs> oh, more shots fired. I hope but, Kevin Smith is listening to this episode. But um, but I love Kevin Smith, and I do love his movies. I'm oh, a yeah, big try, fan of him. Try to run it back and save it now. Hate yeah, you, let, Kevin Smith. <laughs> but, Sign but me I, to your podcast world. Not to. But what I'm saying is he really, he really is in a place where had he kept writing movies of this caliber, like this one, because I think this is one of his best movies in a long time. And that's not saying that is w- one of his best movies, just one of his best movies in a long time. Recently. Yeah, I think that he would have had the practice to continue to write from that place of self that this movie is. And I think that he's a little bit out of practice. A lot of it, a lot of it is a little clunky, and he's a little like like you kind of bounce against the wall. Was it meant to be that kind of way? Because it's basically redoing his first movie, so the tricks and things he's learned throughout his career, technically, he doesn't know yet. So is it bumpy and grindy? Because that's how he felt when he was doing the original. I mean, I don't, I, I, but that shouldn't be, that should be in the action now and not in the writing. I think that I bump into a lot of the, the, the pacing of the movie. I think I bump into a lot of the, of the jokes of the movie. Uh, they, they kind of fall flat for me, but, but what I, what I do know about this movie is that I like it. I'm just giving you my complaints. Yeah. I like this movie. It's like I said in the beginning, it's complete nostalgia that's all yeah. it is is yeah. seeing the gags they did from clerks one over again seeing the people over again seeing the conclusion of these characters and what happened to them and how they feel and all that stuff it's right it's like i said to be it's a, it's a love letter to the clerks so the only way to enjoy this movie is if you're a fan of clerks even if you're I a see. kevin smith fan and you don't really like clerks or connect to clerks or know clerks all that well I don't think you'll like this. The plot's, the plot's not great. I don't know. But, Matt, you know, like the only reason I would disagree with you is because this is a movie about a lot of people's, a lot of people's point of view at that age because they're in their 50s, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not 50 yet, and neither are you. But what I'm saying You're is... You're a lot closer old... than me. Well, that's true. Oh, uh, he's old. <laughs> he's old. That's right. He's old. Shut up. But what I'm getting at is the the I think that there is something said in this movie that it is about a sentiment of age and being able to to follow something of your dreams. I I agree with that. And yeah. but I don't think there's enough of that to carry you through the movie. If you're not a fan of the series, that's true. I guess that's true. Um, there is the uh, 
there are some things that Kevin Smith does that I don't know why he does them. And this is this is why I think that we're both having a problem saying this is one of his best movies ever. It's because the bumps that I say I'm having. For example, he's leaning into like cameos that are great, mm-hmm. but you have to understand it. I mean, it's so self-indulgent. Completely. That's why I think it's nostalgia. It's all it is. Is this movie is nostalgia from the first frame to the last frame? Yeah, it's so self-indulgent for him to have people in there that is like, "Oh, I know you getting there. I know you getting there," and it doesn't really service the movie as much as it is for us fans. Yeah, like, that's that's exactly. This is a movie for right. his fans. This is not yeah, a movie yeah, yeah, for yeah. you know Joe Blow on the street who doesn't really know Kevin Smith. Like this is a movie strictly for the fans. I agree. I agree. And uh, but where I where I do see potential in this movie is in that the potential that I that I believe is in it is that there is still something in there that somebody can rescue even if they don't know who Kevin Smith is. And I think that if you were to watch this movie and then watch Clerks afterwards, not immediately, but you know, like the next day or whatever, you will have a better enjoyment of this because then you'll see the product that they're quote-unquote creating. I could see that. I could see you enjoying the movie, but I don't think you'll get that feeling inside of watching it like a fan watches it. No, and that's right. And I don't think the the death of, say, Dante is as powerful if you don't know who Dante is. Exactly. This is... If you saw it as a quasi-fan or, you know, a run-of-the-mill type of person... It's a forgettable movie. You would watch it, be like, that was a fun day. And then the next day you'd wake up, you're like, yeah, I can't really tell you what happened, but I I had fun. Like, it's that type of movie. Like, you enjoy it while you're doing it, but after it's over, it doesn't enter your life again. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, I've had what I would give this movie that I haven't gotten from a lot of Kevin Smith movies, in generally speaking. Is that it was a little bit more emotional. Again, there's a lot of investment from me. Uh, so I found a little bit more emotion in it mm-hmm. that I haven't found since maybe Chasing Amy or maybe even Jersey Girl because Jersey Girl was kind of a failure. But I think Jersey Girl has a lot of power in it. I never saw Jersey Girl. Yeah, there's a lot of power in that movie that that really is... is uh, it's about becoming a father and, and being a father. You know, the story of Jersey Girl is he's, he's he uh, Ben Affleck finds the girl of his dreams and then she's pregnant, has a baby, and then she dies. So he has to raise this baby on his own. And I've never had a kid, but that's something I can connect with. It's very emotional. Mm. You know, and... What I connected with with this movie is this movie came out, we saw it shortly after I turned 40. And when I turned 40, I was a bit upset because it's a it's a big milestone. You're like, I kind of felt like almost Dante slash Kevin Smith fell. It was like, I'm 40. What what have I done for 40 years besides fuck around? Like, yeah. So seeing that on camera and seeing that this is a normal reaction and even these fucking people feel that way and they have a legacy, you know, two miles long. Yeah. So that was it's it was almost like seeing a childhood friend that you haven't seen in a while and getting right back to where you were the last time you saw them. Yeah, yeah. Um I I I I think the movie has merit 
again because of that because there's sentiment in it mm-hmm. and i think it's truthful sentiment and and again I, i'm kind of beating the bush i'm beating the a dead horse but beat it beat that dead horse but i think that that that's what makes a good movie and that's why he's later movies haven't been that good because there's no emotional it's levels uh, right there's but there's also no emotional like like pull in them it's just like here's a movie where a guy turns into a war. even that one had more emotional pull than I say just, like yoga th- hosters this is an easy emotional pull because you already have a connection with these people that's true. It's not like you're meeting characters for the first time and you have to build that relationship. You've been with these people for, what, 30 years? Like, or more, yeah. So you know who these people are. You've already invested time into these people's lives. So I think the emotion was easy. If these were brand new characters doing the exact same thing, yeah, I, don't, wouldn't care. I don't think you would care nearly as much. No, 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 you wouldn't care. Um but you know, but that's, I, but Matt, that's why he can do this movie. That's why he does it. I'm, that's why it works because right. you have all those things. Right, 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 right. Otherwise, I mean, why, why make it even? <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate, saying I don't know if he's really getting back to old Kevin Smith and writing all these emotional oh, ties. No, 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 no. Or no. if you're just remembering these characters for thirty years now. No, I, I wouldn't say that he's getting to old Kevin Smith because I think that. Old Kevin Smith, um, he gone. Uh, he gone. He, well, old Kevin Smith wasn't a rich guy in that lives in Hollywood. No, with you Hollywood know? friends flying right. from place to place to do these kind of events. Right, like, 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 old Kevin Smith doesn't have that kind of pool. Yeah, he and lost his Smith, relatability. Eh, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but he. Oh, that old Kevin Smith was a kid out of New Jersey. That's like he wrote his life on screen. Yeah. Like he wasn't yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this creative genius who thought of all these great ideas. No, he saw life. He was a great observer of life, saw what was right. going on, and took that and made it a movie. Right, right. He doesn't have those experiences anymore. He's now well, a rich guy living in a rich house with rich friends doing rich people things. Right, and and I think, and that's the point that I that he has made, that that the reason why his movies don't hit like they used to, he's made this point himself, is because that is who he is now. Yeah, he's like pulling he, from a place that he doesn't live in anymore. Right. So, and you know, like as much as I like Kevin Smith, maybe as a as a writer, which I thought was his strongest point, his strongest point has been gone for a while now. Yeah. So that's why this movie made a little was a little bit more 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 strong is because he has had had attack and he almost died. And mm-hmm. I think that he f- found himself in a place where he was like something major finally happened to me. Yeah, it's it not gave, my good life. It's, it's something ugly and, and scary. It gave him an experience to write about. Right. And so, and so to put it to the, to the prism of somebody that doesn't have what he has, I think that was pretty smart of his, um, one hundred percent. I think he did this a good job, um, but I think expecting more like this from him is probably far fetched. Yeah, and I don't think that we'll ever get old Kevin Smith because he's not. I mean, he's 50. he's not that person anymore. No, he's in his fifties and he lives in Hollywood, like we've said, and he we, has a beautiful wife, a beautiful daughter. It's like an old friend. We grew apart. Your we grew friend apart. was successful 
and moved on with his life, and I'm stuck in the same old town doing the same old shit. Exactly. And that's why we need to write Clerks 4. Yes. We need to write <laughs> something different one. <laughs> old Man Podcast 1. Let's make a fucking movie out of that nonsense. No, but we got to write Clerks 4 so you can say Clerks 4. Clerks 4? There you go. <laughs> Clerks 4 will be for you, man. <laughs> All right. Mr. Toe. Uh. If, and this is a big if. If. We had a system to rank movies. Mm. From zero toes being the worst to six toes being the absolute best. How many toes you giving it? After much consideration and a little bit of distance from having seen it. And the impact that is leaving behind, the taste that is left behind, the aftertaste of this movie. I think on a good day, which is today for that movie for me. Hey, hey, good day. It is a two and a half toes movie. Two and a half toes. I, I think that that it's kind of like a like a two toes movie in that it doesn't bring anything new to the world. But if you're invested, it's a two and a half. It might be. I mean, the day I saw it, it was like a four toes, five toes. Yeah, I would probably agree with you and say two toes as well. I think if you're a huge fan, huge fan, this is probably a three and a half, almost four toe. Yes. Type of that, movie. That would be my my fan. My fan score is a four. Like when but I my, left, I was thinking this is a three and a half toe, four toe type of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a critic, yeah, talking about a standalone movie, yeah, two and a half toes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and that's I, even that, I think, is generous. But let's let's keep in mind this isn't Clerks. This is Clerks Three. Clerks so, Three, like it's not a it's essentially not a standalone movie. And that's why if you watch all three of them and you get the whole arc, you will get two and a half toes out of this one. Yeah. But as this movie, reviewing this movie, mm-hmm. that's the call. Yeah. Put it on the board. Two and a half toes. Um, so I have some very exciting news. Whoa. Whoa. He got so excited, he just knocked his mic out of the way. He's like, fuck just... this mic. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> One of my absolute favorite shows. Uh-huh. I like it so much. One of the characters is tattooed on my right leg. Oh. Aqua Teen Hunger Force has a movie coming out in the next week or two called Plant- Plantasm. Plantasm. Um, but it's a full length movie. It's going, I don't think it's going into the theaters. It'll just be a streaming. Uh, you best fucking believe he's not going into theaters. <laughs> I mean, the original went to theaters. I was there opening night of the original Aqua Teen movie, Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. I was there. I bought 10 tickets. I made all my friends come. We sat there and we watched the fucking masterpiece on the big screen. So can I, have, I ask? I have the movie poster hanging up right there on my wall. So be- before you go on, if I were to ask you, 
Yes, ass. If your friends, if you made two friends in a movie with all of your friends. Yes. As a consensus. Yes. Not your personal consensus, but as a consensus from them. How many toes do you think will be the average toes for Zero. <laughs> Zero toes across the board. Without even a second thought. Not a single toe. Not a toe. <laughs> but you know what? You know how how many of them have a podcast about movies? Zero. Zero. As many, as many toes as the movie got. Exactly. So fuck your opinion. You have to listen to mine. <laughs> so what? So I don't know if you want to watch this, but I'm going to watch it and I'm going to talk about it on this podcast, no matter what movie we're doing. <laughs> Listen, I force you to watch many movies you don't want to watch. Many. And you have forced me to watch many movies I don't want to watch. Yeah, not like, as many. Like Freddy Got Fucking Fingers. Yo, number one movie. <laughs> In your heart. Listen, you sit down and you watch Freddy Got Fingered and you try not to laugh. I would I, give you money. If you could sit there and not laugh at one joke the whole movie. I'm going to tell you right now, you owe me money. Liar. <laughs> Liar. I won't believe it. I've seen that movie easily 50 times. Easily. sad and pathetic. I and I have know. laughed every time. That, what a character from that movie is tattooed on my left leg. <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. Listen. So I'm, I'm the man. You tell me that. <clears throat> oh, you're killing me. Listen, I I think I can... I don't know if I can finish Aqua Thing Hunger Force, the second movie coming you, to streaming. You will. You will but sit can... there. I've had to watch these... Four-hour nonsensical Dune-type movies where nothing fucking happens for fucking hours. You know, everybody that's seen Dune has told me that the second time they've seen it, they recognize the masterpiece of that movie. Yo, fuck them, fuck them. I don't remember how many toes I gave Dune, but I probably gave it like five toes. Probably, and I probably gave it like one toe. <laughs> Fucking walking through the desert for fucking hours. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will suffer. I will suffer Aquatine Hunger Force, but that means that you owe me a movie. Oh, do you have any movies on the horizon that you think the people should see that might be up for consideration of the cast? So, look, I'm looking. Wakanda, uh, uh, what is it? Black Panther Wakanda Forever is coming yeah. out. That's a that's a must. Um, that's a must. Andy Savis, one of our biggest fans, has yes. once again requested to come on to the podcast and do Two Friends and a Savis for Wakanda Forever. I immediately shot him down. <laughs> it's not called Two Friends and a Savis. Yeah, fuck you, Savis. Get your own podcast. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. No, no. Not fuck you, Savas. We love you, Savas. It's just, this is called Two Friends in the Movie. And Matt and I equals two friends. Yeah. 
a Wakanda Forever equals a movie. So, you know. So you're out of luck. Yeah, you're out of the equation a little bit. You're out of luck, Savas. <laughs> Just keep listening and enjoy us and praise us, but never again ask to come on. <laughs> So Matt and I had started going to the office once in a while and we had lunch the other day. And the first thing that happens was the Savage came down and sat down on our lunch table and said, listen to this, two friends and a Savage. Immediately we shot him down. It's like, Andy. <laughs> we actually got up from the table, moved to a different table and ate the rest of our lunch without him because we were so disgusted. <laughs> Horrible. So um, that comes out November 11th. Yeah, so it's com- it's coming, it's coming. Um, other than that, the only other movie that I'm really interested in watching, and it's gonna be, uh, I- I'm I'm really dying to see how good this turns out. Mm-hmm. Is the Woman King? The Woman King. Uh, I forget who's the star of that. Remind me again. It is. Uh, I've never seen the trailer. Like the name. Yeah, the name it, it is uh, uh, the the lady from How to Get Away with Murder. Yes. Uh, her but, name is some. We know her. You know her. We know her. Get over it. Yeah. Uh, Regina. I almost said Regina King. That's so fucked up. That is fucked up. Um. When does that come out? I'm not seeing it on the upcoming release list I'm looking at here. Um, this, is, this is making great podcasts, by the oh way. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, this is the best uh, This is the best podcast you're going to hear ever. Yeah, a lot of uhs and um. O- o- October 21st has it in Jersey Gardens. Alright, so, so today. It should be it should be out already. I don't know when it came out, but it is out. So good for me for not wanting to see it and not even knowing <laughs> when it was coming out. I was looking at this upcoming release uh mm-hmm. list from IMBD and mm-hmm. just something that I passed through on November first, there's a movie coming out called Housewife Alien versus Gay Zombie. Well, I think two friends in the movie is coming out with a podcast. It's a comedy <laughs> horror. That's, that's something I might enjoy. That sounds like something I'm going to be watching. Uh, Viola Davis is the young... Viola the, Davis, that's right. I was going to say young woman, but she she's just a woman. Uh, but he has... Uh, Lashana Lynch, who is amazing. Viola Davis is incredible, an incredible actress. Uh, he has uh, John Boyega, who is fantastic. Sheila Team, who is incredible. This is every black actor and actress that you ever heard of that is worthy and has won a fucking a, a fucking Oscar is in this movie. So we're gonna watch that. We're gonna watch that. We're going to watch the shit out of that. It's two there's hours a, and 14 minutes that we're going to enjoy. There's another movie that's yeah. the complete opposite of that that I just happened to see. It's called Paradise City, and it stars the oldest white men still in the movies, Bruce Willis, John Travolta, and Stephen Dorff. Um, 
yeah, I don't think I heard anything. My communication cut out, and I, I couldn't hear what you said. The only thing that interests me about that movie is yes. that very well might be Bruce Willis's last movie. You know, it always pains me when you hear somebody is like done, done, and this might be their last movie, and it always happens to be like a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> that movie looks like a piece of shit, but it might it might be his last one. I don't know if he can do anything else. Oh man! Like besides like cameo, you know, two bits like like what happened with uh, what's his name from uh, uh, Top Gun? What's his name? Uh, well, uh, uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Like besides those type of roles, like this might be his last like real thing. Look, I mean, I know we haven't talked Black Adam, but I have no. I I really don't want to see that movie. It looks horrible. Uh, I'm Avatar. surprised. I'm surprised you say that. Avatar is going to come out. Because here's my problem with Black Adam. Black Adam, I know you know I'm a comic book reader. Mm-hmm. Black Adam is not a good guy. He's not a hero. And because it's, it's Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, you know Dwayne Johnson is not going to be like, I'm going to play a bad guy. Dwayne Johnson is going to play misunderstood. Oh, yeah. And it reminds me a lot of... What's that? That Will Smith movie when he's a superhero who's terrible? That... Oh, yeah. Uh, uh... Hector or... It, it was supposed Hancock. Hancock. Like I thought, yeah. like this is going to be a cool movie. This is a drunk superhero. Uh, I'm gonna have, like this could be a fun way to like put things together. But it was the same old nonsense. Yeah. Um. Oops. I I I'm looking at all these 2022 upcoming movies, and um, one movie my- that. That has my attention only because the amount of stars that are in it is Amsterdam. I heard some good oh, things. Oh, yeah. Amsterdam looks really good. A ton yeah. of people. I kind of want to watch that. So maybe, maybe we could get together or have fun time to watch Amsterdam with maybe a side of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Because I don't know. And this is me really going off in the end here. I don't know if we can make a full podcast from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I don't think we can make any podcast from Aqua Teen Hunger Force because it's going to be you saying how much you love it and me just looking at you with angry eyes through the screen. Oh, I can already tell you. Six toes. I know it. Six toes. (laughs) There is no way in my being where I would be able to give that anything but six toes. Oh gosh! And I I already had a problem with Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Out of the out of out of all of the shows from from Adult Adult Swim, is the one show that I really was like I don't get this. I don't care. Oh, it was the best show. I I don't get into it. It had the best theme song. It did, no doubt. Run the Jewels does the theme song for the movie, the new movie. Oh, great! I don't even know who the fuck Run the Jewels is. You I'm an saw old them man. live. They opened for Rage Against the Machine. Oh, oh yeah, I like them. You dummy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. I'm an dummy. old man. I'm an old man. I went to like one concert with you in the last five years, and they were there. Yeah, but you know, for me, that was a Rage Against the Machine concert. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um. So that's. I think that's. I think that wraps it up with a nice bow. Uh, go see Amsterdam. Go see Aquatine. Don't see Aquatine. We'll don't, tell you. We'll don't, tell you. Just fucking go see it. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. <laughs> You're not. There is nothing better 
than taking an 11-minute cartoon and stretching it over 90 minutes. <laughs> Nothing. Is um, this going to be like an origin story or some shit like that? No, I think it's a... Uh, very Just... briefly, they're Aqua Teen and Hunger Force, and for somehow, plants become alive and start attacking the city. Uh, and they have to save the world. Come out. You're going to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. You're going to fucking watch it. I, 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 I'm, I love you, Matt. I really do. I love you. I'm out. Listen. <laughs> just like for our 50th show, when we get to our 100th show and we force each other to watch a movie of the other person's choice and then talk about it. If you don't watch it by then, that's the movie I'm going to make you watch. <laughs> so might as well get it over with now. Yeah, you're going to see it eventually. <laughs> so you might as well do it while it's fresh. Okay, I guess. Uh, where am I going to find this? Fuck? It's probably going to be in Paramount, pa- Paramount Plus or some shit. It's not like one of those things. I'll find it and I will send it to you. Fucking hell. All right. So I guess we'll be watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force. My name is. Uh, it's great. It's a great theme song. It's a great theme song. And we might even play a little bit of it next ep- next episode. We'll see. Uh, anyways. Um, so watch that. Watch Amsterdam. And in other podcast news, as 6 kind of alluded to before, next podcast, we're going to try. Like I said, we don't make promises on this podcast we because we can't always do them. And by can't always, I mean almost never. Almost never keep them, yeah. <laughs> We're going to try to do this in person in the same room. In person, making out, shirtless. Shirtless. That's right. And by the end, hopefully pantless. Hopefully. We're hoping for the best here. Yeah, let's see how much game I still have. <laughs> um... Well, thank you for coming by and listening to our show. San Diego. And and the rest of anywhere that listens to our show. But um, mostly San Diego. <laughs> and remember, no matter if it's raining or snowing or cloudy or hot or cold, it's a beautiful there day. There is the no sex in the champagne room. There's no sex in the champagne room, (laughs) and it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. (laughs) Fuck. Just cue the music. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Two friends in a movie. 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 Six